Hello and welcome to the 85th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division of baseball. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, the vitamin D to my light, Brandon Gross. Are you taking vitamins? I'm not taking vitamins, but we bought, I mean, the audience can't see, but we bought this funny little orb light so that we can blast ourselves at the desk to get the vitamin C that we so desperately need in this Oh, time. is this a sun thing? This is a sun thing, dude. This is a sun thing. Oh. It's gray okay, here, baby. Sense. It's gray, gray, I've, gray. Is that a normal thing that people do? I don't know. I haven't lived in, in true winter climates long enough to to know if that's a thing that common thing that people do. Right around this time of the year when it's been... Two-ish, two and a half-ish months of just like on-off gray skies. Today was lucky. It was pretty. It was pretty nice out. But uh, yeah, I first encountered this because a Broad City episode once where like Alana is going through seasonal depression and then like makes a sunlight room where she buys a bunch of a bunch of those lights and yes, puts them in I remember foil. this. And so that was my first experience this. to the idea of sad a seasonal affective. Dis- do you find presence. Do you find that you are uh, a sadder shell of a human during this time of year? I don't know. I've been so when I now when I'm playing video games, I've been famously doing the album a day. So I'll normally just turn an album on and play video games for like 45 minutes, and then I'll I've been blasting myself with this light. I found it most beneficial in the morning. So like I'll wake up, blast myself with the light if uh, if I'm working from home, uh, and that'll normally wake me up and make me feel a little bit better. Uh, I don't I don't get as afflicted by the the seasonal depression as a lot of people I know or a handful of people I know. Um, so it wasn't too bad for me, but it was kind of just like a you know it definitely it definitely warms the soul a little bit. Sure. I think you don't realize it until you're getting absolutely blasted with that light that you're like, oh, wait, I missed something in my life. And it's the natural sun. And it's the good old sun. Yeah, I was a I, I'm a big fan of the sun, Brandon, as you know. Um, so having, can't stop talking about it. Not the I, Phoenix suns, no. just the general sun. Devin Booker, who? No, just the, the general sun. So it's nice to have this. I'm excited it's uh, it's hopefully it'll alle- alleviate any potential. Maybe this is more of a preventative measure. You know what I mean? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as they say. I don't. I don't know that expression. I heard it yesterday, and Miranda uh, caught Miranda's head. So now I think it's going to be in the dome forever. What is it? One more time. Repeat. An it. ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care. And it, okay, you know what? I like that. You know, that's what good. That's, you, that's you for us cautious people. You know, you're looking both ways when you cross the street. That's right? for a eat your veggies twice a day kind of person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or go on that extra walk. Don't take the don't take the train. Maybe walk those extra few blocks. Or in your case, don't take the old the old car out and mm-hmm. walk a few blocks. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's the kind of mentality that we're talking about here. How much walking are you doing in LA these days? You doing any walking? Or are you pretty housebound? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I was going, uh, this is a perfect segue. I was going to the gym a lot. I was hitting Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe a spring, maybe a day on the weekend, got four day regimen, have softball. I was pretty active. Love that. Uh, this past Sunday, I no Saturday. I played pickleball with some friends that are deep in it. Okay. Deep in pickleball. Okay. Huge. Um, they taught me the rules. The I don't know if you've played yet. Have you played yet? I'm familiar with the how the mania is spreading. Pickleball is becoming popular like yes. a wildfire, but I have not ex, I have not experienced it myself. Yes. Tennis players are pissed about it, understandably, because <laughs> it's taken their courts. Um, there's a rivalry going on there. Uh, but yeah, so I learned the rules. There's weird numerical things as to who's serving, what the score is, all okay. that stuff. Um, but there's a the ball doesn't. It's like a wiffle ball, so the ball doesn't bounce. Nearly as high. So I'm a decently tall person as you are. Yes. Um, so I like have to drop a little bit to hit it if it's a low ball that's okay. bouncing. So the next day I wake up and I go, my back ain't feeling good. Oh, no, dude. But I it wasn't too bad. So I was like in the morning I went to the gym. Okay. And I like 
I think I like lifted a free weight and I was like, mm, that doesn't feel good. So uh, I stopped and I left, but I had softball that night. Okay. So I tripled down. I oh. played softball. I played a few innings in the outfield. Um, I got on base twice. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I was not feeling good. I was not walking well on Monday. It's gotten better every day, but I still feel a slight little pinch in my lower right back. And I know oh. how it feels to be an old person with back problems this week. Welcome to the um, club, dude. This is your first back injury, back experience, negative back experience. I've had other small ones, like maybe like sci- sciatica sort of things. Okay. Uh, All right. We're back on the WebMD pod. We did this last <laughs> week too. I don't know why we're aging rapidly. By the way, the um, bump on my head has 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 really gone down a lot. It's not. I don't. I think the brain cancer has gone away. Thankfully. Oh, good, good, good. I yeah. think it was a pimple. Because I, I also, I told you, I also had one. I think it was an ingrown hair. Honestly, I think you were probably right. Yeah, I don't pimple or ingrown hair. But so wait, so I how, been a doctor. How's the back going now? You okay? It's okay. It's a little. It feels a little pinchy on the lower right side. I've not been back to the gym. I've not been active this week. So to answer your mode. question about walking this week. Nothing. Not, not walking. Not doing any good walking. Uh, but I'm hopeful. I have We have softball again on Sunday. I, okay. I'm hopeful to be back then. I would have liked to go to the gym tomorrow. I probably need another day or so. Hey, arrest. What do we say? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care, baby. Prevent. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care. That should be the name of this episode. I hey, ignore listen, what we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, ignore our big topic of the day. I yeah. uh, I I have been a I've been afflicted by a bad back for quite some time now it honestly started pretty early when i was like in my early early 20s like 22 ish i had my first like oh i can't move moment with my back where i was i was like waiting tables a lot and i uh it happened probably three years ago too i guess no probably longer now close to four years ago um where it's just like i'm leaning up against something i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna get home I, i can't stand up i can't walk i don't know what to do it's only happened to me like two or three times probably in the last like 15 years um, yeah. but it's like, it's scary. You don't realize how, much you how it that seizes your whole entire body. It's crazy. Yeah. I also think I, I, I think I have a bad mattress and I, I that can sleep in funky ways sometimes if, uh, if I'm having trouble falling asleep on the old back. So invest, I, invest young man. I know. I know when I get my next like bonus An or, ounce of prevention <laughs> is worth <laughs> a pound of care. When you're right, you're right, Brandon. Uh, I think that, I think that's the next big investment. If I get like a good bonus check, I think I'll just blow it on a mattress or a couch. Our couch, Listen, when we moved in, it was a bunch of expenses all at once. So we had to sure. take the, the affordability the route a little bit around for a lot of the furniture. Um, and it's not a pleasant experience. It's not a, an especially comfortable couch. It's great from a utility perspective. Does the trick. Fits three people. Cat loves it. Um, but when it, I like to lay, you know, I want to like kick the legs up sometimes and watch a movie. That it's kind of hard to do on that couch. It's kind of hard to do. On a, that ca- couch. a couch uh, investment is good though for the long term. That's what I'm saying. It's not like we're going anywhere. We're just talking about signing a two year lease here. So like if we're boom here for the foreseeable future, there's really no reason for us to go. But um, I'm glad to hear your back is slowly getting better. I've also been afflicted by disease. I guess you've heard you've been diseased, and I, I think there was a hint of there might be some disease last week, right? Yes, so, around the same time. So the old ball and chain, Brandon, the, the my my lovely girlfriend, uh, came down with something at the end of Thursday. So that's normally our record days. Um, and Friday, uh, she had a show and she had to bail on the show, uh, because she really wasn't feeling well. She, it's, and it's a show she hosts. So she was super bummed about it. She has a couple of co-hosts that were able to, um, carry the, the load. Uh, I still went cause I'm a supportive King as one does. 
uh, I went and I showed up and I watched the show and I hung out afterwards. I went to a birthday party of a man who I... You were sh- the one spreading the disease, not her. <laughs> I was the one spreading the disease. I uh, I went to a birthday party afterwards in Williamsburg uh, where the show takes place. I hope I'm not doxing anybody here. Uh, went to a bar that was too crowded uh, for a birthday party of a man who I maybe have had a hello, how are you doing introduction to once. So, you know, good good use of Perfect. my time. <laughs> it was with some good friends, though, so it was worth it. But anyway, so cut to Sunday. Um, I go to... I go out with a couple of good buddies to watch the football games, um, the the NFC and AFC championships. Uh, I come home, have an early night, wake up Monday morning. Feels like Winona, my cat, was scratched on my throat the entire night. Uh, that that is a work from home day for me, thankfully. Uh. But I had to take off Tuesday. Had to take off Wednesday. Congestion, exhaustion. I turn into a little baby when I get sick. I've learned. I don't know. I'd be curious to talk to my parents and see if this is how I was as a child too. But like, I become grumpy. I become grouchy. I want to be left alone. I want to just kind of like lay in bed and sulk and be a little baby. And so that's kind of what I did for the last few days. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I messaged you because you gave the movie Election three oh, yeah. stars on on uh, on Letterbox. I'm a big fan of that movie. And and you you answered. You were angry. <laughs> I said I was. I and this is what's going on because I was also getting recommendations I, from uh, for music too. And I was just like, I don't like any of this. I don't like the movie. Yeah. I don't like the music. I think I'm just being a grouch because I like I'm trying to keep up with the amount of content that I've been taking in and uh, and yes. now I'm forcing myself to do it. And I don't like it. That's how you know I'm sick if I don't want to watch a movie. I literally just laid in bed. Sure. And, and, uh, yeah, I messed you. I said WTF with a screenshot of your three-star <laughs> review, and you go mid. I'm honestly very sick right now, and I haven't liked anything I've watched or listened to <laughs> since Monday morning. Yeah, I, maybe I should revisit it because I've been on the Alexander Payne, the director of election. He did yeah. Sideways, which I think is slowly turning into one of my favorite movies. Great movie. Um, and I've been just like knocking out his filmography in an attempt to find something that makes me feel the same way that Sideways did. And this wasn't it. No, this wasn't. I mean, we, we shouldn't talk about a movie that came out in 1999. <laughs> But uh, we've got other movies to discuss. We have plenty of other movies to talk about. A little bit of a spoiler alert, but uh, you know, it was it was good performances. It's weird seeing uh, Matthew Broderick in a shower when he's not Ferris Bueller. That movie, like within five minutes, throws Matthew Broderick into the. I don't know if it was paying homage to I, there, Ferris Bueller. I think there is a lot of homage in that one with him being the Rooney now. Yeah, sort of. No, that's a great. That's the, a great point. There is some connection. I think that casting was somewhat intentional there was a couple of moments i laughed out loud there's like in the in the beginning it's like they do a freeze frame of the reese witherspoon character who's a, a classic version of a 23 year old playing a 17 year old hollywood yes. what are you doing baby um i guess I, it's from a production standpoint it's easier to have an adult yeah, yeah, labor yeah, exactly. laws and everything but mm-hmm. um yeah dude i don't know it didn't make me laugh as much as sideways if i want reprehensible characters i also want them to be interesting and i wasn't interested by either of the characters if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about reese witherspoon's mom being like a little bit of uh uh, a loony and the main influence as to why she gave me big Leslie Nope energy from Parks and Rec. What'd you think of that? Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a great thought. It reminded yeah, me I, of I like American Beauty yeah. meets Parks and Rec. There's definitely some major American Beauty. Same year, I think maybe Was, too, right? Yeah, definitely same. Like American Beauty might've been, it might've been 99, 99, 97. Those are the two uh, famous late nineties uh, years for movies. But uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll go revisit it. It's a, it's a quick hour 40. So Miranda hasn't seen it before. I could rewatch it with her. Uh, and she's been kind of following me on this Alexander Payne kick. So yeah, man, the, the, uh, the descendants sucks. The descendants. I thought was fine. I thought it was fine. It was probably my, not my, I don't know. I might've liked it better than I might've liked it better than election. I like, I, I like diving into characters and why they tick. And I didn't really get a lot of that in election. Election was more of like mm-hmm. a, environment tone kind of movie uh sure which was fun you know it's it ha- it's it's very clearly a directorial debut that was his first movie right i don't know i'm gonna be was. honest I, I i 
I said WTF to you, but I don't remember the movie well, but I did enjoy it. When <laughs> How I saw long? It, like, two year, like two years ago. You saw it fairly I, recently. I, I yeah. enjoyed it, though. No, I understand. I understand. Have you watched anything recently? I watched two of the movies we're going to talk about today. That's a good segue, Brandon. We're going to be doing a fun little thing on the pod this week. We talked a lot about Oscars last week. The Oscars nomination. Sorry, we took, did. That took a little slip of my polar seltzer water. Um I'm going to be a little gassy, Brandon. I'm going to get Use old. a reusable water bottle, okay? Saves the environment. I sh- you know what I should do? I'm, I'm segueing here before we even get to the topic, but I should get one of those, uh, what are the ones, the the things where you can make seltzer water at home? What oh, a... Um, what are those called? Uh, Jets? Thing. Jet stream. Jet stream. Or, uh, stream jet? No, not jets. Uh, that sounds... You know what we're Stream. Stream? Something. Yeah. Brandon, we're not talking about your stream on the pod again, dude. I keep it's telling you. healthy, doctor. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've i been thinking about... We'll call it jet stream. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Um, but I've been thinking about it getting... Soda stream. Soda stream. Lotus stream? Soda stream. Soda stream. Yes, a soda stream. No, you're 100% right. Uh, but I've, I'm worried that the CO2 canisters that you need for the soda stream are more expensive than the amount of money I'm spending on seltzer already. I don't uh, know. A classic razor situation. A cl- yeah, a classic razor situation. I, uh, I I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should uh, Maybe I should get it, see. I thought about getting one for The Office. A couple of coworkers and I have talked about getting one for The Office because we all get a little mid midday fun drink from the, the bodega market around the corner. So I'll get like a Diet Coke or a kombucha mm-hmm. or a Gatorade or something, you know, something to kind of keep the fun day going, but. Yeah. I had a I had a fun uh, and I know we're gonna get into the movies. I had a fun Israeli soda sort of thing at a at a like a Mediterranean kosher oh, restaurant. Talk in to LA me about recently. It. Talk to me about it. What happened? Well, I mean, it, it was in Hebrew, so I was a fr- I don't remember my bar mitzvah days well enough. Okay. To, okay, I didn't know what it was called, but I looked at it and uh-huh. like some woman that worked there, she was like. It is very good. It is. It is good. <laughs> okay. she, she's like, get the strawberry peach. Are they all like fruit okay, on it. So I okay. knew some sort of fruit thing, um, and I got the strawberry banana one. Yum. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Can't tell you what it is. Cool logo. It's in Hebrew. I don't know. <laughs> it was good though. So if you go to a weird kosher Mediterranean sort of place in New York and you see the fruit with the colorful can, uh-huh. get it. But don't I- ask. You got a point, you know. You're about to get jealous, and you just triggered a, a, a reminder of something I plan on doing this weekend, which is going to the Jewish Deli exhibit at the at the New York History uh, Museum. I miss it was here, and I missed it. Oh shit, was it really? Yeah, it was at the um, the freaking the Skirball. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. The Skirball it's a Museum here. It sounds, like a co- sounds like a cocktail I'd pay seventeen dollars for. <laughs> I love the Skirball. Nineteen dollars. It has orange bitters in it. <laughs> I want you to light it on fire in front of me. Yeah. Uh, um, but we're doing that. Where I think it's gonna be like nine degrees here on Saturday. Not taking wind chill into account. So Yikes. maybe maybe I'll be more homebound. But uh, I'll be blasting that vitamin D light. You know what I mean? But yeah. I. Uh, I yeah, do you know That's what it's exciting. called? Do you know what the the exhibit's called? Um. It's a it's a movie reference. Oh. uh it's not like I'll have what she's having. It's I'll is have it? what she's having. Yes. Is it really? Yeah, a classic Harry oh, and funny. Sally reference. Okay, I guess I knew the, that. The cat's deli. What's well, that? Cat's deli. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Another... You still haven't been to Cats's yet, right? I have not. No, there's nothing. I mean, I guess I should go for the experience. That'll be something when like it's for the experience. Yeah, yeah, a friend or family member visits and they yeah. want to do it. I'll do it. Uh, it's just a long line and it's like thirty dollars yes. for a sandwich and you know there's yes. at this point I think that there's like Russ and Daughters, a bunch of other delis in the sure. in the area that'll make equally if not better. Sandwiches yeah. for I don't know two thirds the price. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I have had catches at this. Uh, what's this? This market? The window. The cats's window thing. Yeah, like they the... they do something like you. Know, what's that market in L.A. in, in downtown with the, all the food vendors? Oh yeah, Grand Central Market. Grand yeah. Central Market. It's Are kind of like the a timeout market. That one. Yeah, no, it's the Grand Central Market. It's the one we went to after. No, no, I'm talking about the one in New York. Talk, oh, this one's about? off of. Oh my God, a, a Borough Hall. I don't know. There's like a Trader Joe's in it and it's a, a Alamo draft house and it's just like okay. a, a big mallish kind of area, but there's a cat yeah, yeah, yeah. around all the food vendors there. I've had that before, but that's, that's it. Got half a sandwich for like 18 bucks or something. Well, I'm jealous. Enjoy the museum. Get some corned beef for daddy-o. That's me. Oh, I'll um, get you Brando and Samuel. Brandon, you got roasted for the graphic design in last week too. I got roasted and listen, people, I made it this nice graphic design. I took some time out from work to make a little graphic design about our mascot draft from last week, episode 84. Check it out if you haven't listened already. Listen, I'm not a professional graphic design artist, okay? Uh-huh. I thought it was funny. I thought it looked insane, which fits the vibe <laughs> yeah. of this dumb shit that we're doing. <laughs> so you appreciate that and you accept it. Don't roast. Don't roast. Don't you roast. know what you're getting with this I podcast. I cut out everyone's little heads. We've never we've never advertised ourselves. Maybe as... I'm colorblind. Maybe I'm a colorblind graphic. I'm not, but maybe if I was, <laughs> you don't know. So watch your tongue, There's uh, users. There, yeah, you, Twitter, yeah users. Twitter users. Keyboard warriors out there. Uh, <laughs> I, there's two things, Brandon. One, uh... I think that we have to accept the fact that we're going to get roasted anytime we post online because our, our main theme color is royal blue and nothing really looks good from a graphic design perspective on royal blue. It really doesn't. We're it really shoot, doesn't. Because I did, I took the pen and I matched it to our color logo yeah. like a smart graphic designer. As one does. But we chose a poor color from the get-go. Okay? I know. We, really, we chose a Mets color too. You're kind of roasting yourself. No, it's here. a little purpley. You think it's a little purpley? It's, it's, it's a definitely purpley. a... It has a little Phillies red in there, you know? It's an eye-catching color. It's an eye-catching color. We're two years in. Maybe it's time for a, it's time for a rebrand, baby. But we, we got to talk movies first today, we, baby. We have a lot rebrand. on the docket. We're not doing ads again, Brandon. We're done with the ads. We've said when we get an ad, we'll read an ad. We strike from the inside. We don't even know if the network knows we exist anymore. Who's to say? I would love to. I'd love for the the sports drink owner, if you made it this far in the pod, to shoot me an email and tell me what to say next time. But I don't think you will. I think you will. Tell us we're cute at least. Yeah, shoot, shoot us an email. Tell us we're cute, Brandon. On this week's episode. We didn't get enough Oscar talk last week. We're bringing it back. We're going to be comparing the Best Picture nominees to the to an MLB team. Uh, so, for example, name a Best Picture nominee. We'll each present what we think is the Major League Baseball team of comparison. Equivalent. Of yes. equivalent, exactly. Now, I'm curious about two things. One, I'm curious to see if we have any in common, because I think... I think there's two movies in particular that I think we'll both have probably said either flip-flopped answers or the same answer. And okay, not, interesting. And I, these are not just the NLEs. We opened it up to Major League Baseball. All of baseball. All of baseball. Yes. And I also think uh, I'm curious to see w- what the line of logic was for this. Because I, I, yes. I might have gone a little, you know, maybe financial or maybe I go... It was up to your interpretation. Vibes. And it's like, are we going historically, going present day team? There's a lot, to, a lot to explore, and this is a very memeable game because it's like everyone goes, "These are the what if, what if Tobias from Arrested Development was the Best Picture nominee?" You know, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stuff, so. Also, you're gonna have to make another, uh, another beautiful I graphic not. design. For this. <laughs> graphic design is your passion, Brandon. Give the people what they want. Oh my god, I won't do it. Don't get bullied again on the internet, Brandon. We won't, we won't make you susceptible. I don't to that, like it. That's why I don't post on the internet. I think we're gonna go in alphabetical order. What do you think of that? Oh sure, why not? So so leading us off, a movie that I think we've both seen, All Quiet on the Western Front. 
Um, oh, I, for, I didn't even put that one on here. You go first. All right. All vamp. All vamp. Uh, you didn't Google a Best Picture nominees? And I then... did, but I think I just forgot to write that one down. Okay. Okay. No worries. I'll give a little synopsis for, for the movie. It was released on October 14th of this year exclusively on Netflix. It's a German movie. Also, I got a bone to pick with this Netflix uh, presentation of this because when you watch it in the U.S. of A., they set you up with not German dialogue, which is how it's shot. The actors performed in German and then and then subtitles in English. They give you dubbed English with English subtitles. So you have these no-name actors giving performances that they're not attached to for an Oscar-nominated Best Picture movie, and that's the Netflix default thing. What are they doing out there? That's awful idea. Awful idea. But a little synopsis of the movie. So war breaks out in Germany in 1914. If you're not familiar, it's a World War One movie. Paul Bomber and his... I, probably butchered that name and his classmates quickly enlist in the army to serve their fatherland. No sooner are they drafted than the first images from the battlefield show them the reality of war. This is a violent movie. This is a graphic movie. This is an unapologetically anti-war movie. Very interesting score. Uh, very beautiful cinematography. Uh, kind of has that shiny Netflixy look that comes with a lot of those productions. Um, yeah, Brandon, what you, did you see this movie? What'd you think of it? I didn't see this movie, and I totally forgot about this movie's existence. <laughs> we you talk- did mention you did mention this last week. Yeah, you said the same thing about the the dialogue. Yes. So I did remember. And now I was like, oh shit, how did I forget this one? And you know, since I'm doing this one on the fly, okay. I I, I almost want to pick a team that I already picked for another one. Okay. But I don't think I can do that. Do you want me to? My, do you want me to present and give you, you go first? You present you yours time. first. Okay. Yes. So my selection for this is the Colorado Rockies, Brandon. I was going to say that. Really? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, we we're, we're in the same dome because I got one word, baby. Bombs. This is a reference to Coors Field. We got balls flying out. Jesus Sanchez last year almost ripped a 500-foot homer into into the, into right field. This is a well-known uh, stadium, the most well-known stadium because of the altitude for baseballs flying out. Famously, bombs galore. That's easy. I have a dumb little brain, an A to B brain. My improv brain has left me A to C no more. I'm back to A to B. I think war. I think bombs. I think bombs. I think Coors Field. And I'll follow up with that. And and my second theory is aside from Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman, they got young guys out there they're sending them out to battle to get absolutely wrecked by the rest of the NL West. <laughs> I like that. The Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres are going to come in there and absolutely, and Diamondbacks, for that matter, are going to come in there and absolutely spank these young bucks. It's going to be like a... Guaranteed. It's going to be trench warfare for those for those uh, young 20-year-old Rocky Rocky yes. kids out there. They're just going to be exactly. lining up. I, uh, I love that idea. I, uh, I also think, I mean, I guess there's no mountain scenery in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the movie, but there are, you know, like... Wastelands is the wrong word, but plains, plains. There are as much uh, mountains as there is in Colorado. There's also just like endless expanse of land. Uh, There's a lot of expansive farmland. There, yes, yeah, as and well. and this movie uh, takes place in in that that sort of environment. Yeah, and also it's like Dick Monfort, the owner of the Rockies, saying recently that the Rockies they hope they can play 500 ball, or he's like he thinks they can play 500 ball. That's like and it's like it's sort of like that with war, right? Yeah, you're sort of like we hope we bring home 50 percent of the men. We hope we take out as many as we lose. Yeah, yeah, that's very funny. That's very funny. So you so, still haven't seen this movie? Do you have plans? I haven't seen it, and I totally forgot that it existed in my brain. And I don't know if I'm going to see it. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't like the straight to Netflix move. Yeah, I'll see it. I'm fine. It's I'll easy. See. You can see it at home. I, I, this is a movie. It's like the if the Saving Private Ryan opening scene was seventy percent of a movie. <laughs> it's, that's it's, just hard to wrap my head around. It's you know? brutal. There was multiple times where I was alone and I was like, 
Uh, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't know how much I can watch that. Uh, it's it's violent. It's gory. It's about. I mean, it's an it, which is done with intention. Obviously, it's it's meant to highlight how awful war is and how we shouldn't be going to war ever and how it's it's never worth the cost of lives. Um, and there are some political aspects to it that are a little interesting. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I think it's. I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I really enjoyed the visual element of it all. Um, the gore I could do without, but it was done with intent, which I can respect. It's not just done out of, it's either, I don't, it's not gore for gore's sake. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's, there is intent behind it, which I enjoyed. Is, uh, do you think to bring it back to the Rockies, do you think, uh, is Dick Monfort Winston Churchill? Hmm, no, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be Churchill then. No, there's, this is taken, uh, oh, no, Ch- Churchill, I probably fought in World War One, but I bet he, yes, he was, it's one. It's not yes, two. he's in two. That's fine. It's easy. There's only two of them. It's easy to mix up. I, yes. uh, I, I, it takes place from the German perspective, which is interesting. A lot of these oh. movies take place from the, from the, whatever the World War One equivalent of the Allied oh, side. Okay. This takes place gotcha. from the German perspective, German director, German actors, um, it made me realize how little I know about World War One, though. I'm a big dumbass when it comes to World War One. Yes, World War One assassination, assassination of Franz Ferdinand, a grenade yes. in a car. That's as far as I know. The Black Hand. Sure, that sounds like a GI Joe bad guy, <laughs> but yeah, I'll take I'll take a Black Hand. Sure, throw one at me. I don't know much that about was, it. The Black Hand was like the uh, I think that was the group that was responsible for plotting Franz Ferdinand's assassination. Ah, okay, I believe, so you're a step ahead of me. You're at AP history. I'm back in regular boy history. Sorry, uh, I didn't know Winston Churchill was in there, but I do remember the black hand. <laughs> I listened to, when I delivered pizzas, I used to listen to this Dan Carlin's Hardcore History Podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with it. And it's like, oh. in hindsight, it's like a libertarian explaining to you the travesty that war is, which is, right. I guess, an interesting perspective. But he's like an old man, uh, and he would be like reading these like firsthand accounts of it. And it, I must listen to 10 to 12 hours of like the history and the buildup of World War Just One Just with a pipe and hot pepperoni in your Not car. Not a fucking recollection at all i sat there for 12 hours made my toyota corolla smell like papa john's pizza for no reason didn't retain any of it brandon not a single act man that pizza was probably baked in that car you probably couldn't shake that smell you okay we know who i sold my car to because it was a mutual yes. acquaintance i guess is maybe yeah. being a little generous um yes. that car almost certainly still had like a 13 to 15 percent whiff of papa john's in it when it was there sold. was some grease stains back there somewhere right? oh yeah oh yeah that was maybe the meanest I've ever felt when that poor timid woman tried to talk me down for the first time. And I was like, I'm not budging. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that was, well, that's a story for another podcast. It's <laughs> a story for another, an insane, an insane. Cause I'm involved in this. You are. Yeah. We went, we went to a, we went to church, Brandon. We had ourselves a time. We sat in a children's chair. We signed papers. There's <laughs> an adult man with braces. <laughs> I forget, forgot about the kids table. Um, all right, Brandon, moving right along. Next movie we're bringing one of the fifth most highest grossing movies in the history of film. One of the fifth most. The fifth most highest growing grossing film. Uh, surpassing one of the movies that's on this list. Avatar okay. 2, The Way of Water, Brandon. Avatar gotcha. 2. Now, this is a scene or hasn't seen? Haven't seen. I've seen the original. Okay. Haven't seen the original. Haven't seen this one. Um, directed okay. by Cla- maybe this generation Steven Spielberg, James Cameron. Uh, budget. What do you think the budget of this movie? What is that? <laughs> I don't this know. Gen- the, are they like the same age? The what ma- are you talking about? The master of the blockbuster. Come on, that's all. Spielberg okay, was like fifteen okay, years. Okay, okay, his okay, I understand. Senior, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think the budget of Avatar Two was? Oh, uh, was it 
750 million okay come on 250 million 250 oh what wasn't that come on (laughs) if it had if it had been a 750 million dollar budget it It still would have more than yeah tripled the money that it made yes the box office as of right now is 2.13 billion dollars unfathomable this is like i feel like the world's gaslighting (laughs) like who who is seeing this this is what this is like this blows my mind a million times more than, than the superhero movies. Like Avengers, absolutely, I can see it. it yes. Makes sense. It's it's There's children, whatever. Who, like, who is like? Oh yeah, I remember that movie from 15 years ago. I was a big fan. I, like I'm like I, I'm like blown away by this. It's two things. I think. I think one. It's it's and there's another movie on this list that I think had a very similar thing. It's people that one don't go to the movies all the time, feeling like they need to go to the theaters to see sure. this. So I think it's like somebody who sees maybe three movies in theaters a year. Yeah. This is the movie, one of the two or three movies they chose that year. And it's advertised as being a theatrical experience. There's a lot of emphasis on it being a theatrical experience. I think that has a lot to do with it. That being said, I haven't seen the first one. I didn't see it in 2009 when it came out. I haven't seen this one. I do, unlike you, have the intention to see it. Because I have AMC Stubbs, baby. It's a $35 ticket. Well, you're just trying to get through all these Best Picture knobs. And I'm trying to get through all the Best Picture knobs, as we talked about last week. But a quick little... Oh, man, there's already names in this. I'm not going to be able to pronounce. Um, the quick little Google summary. Jake Sully and Neytiri have formed a family and are... Oh, excuse me, the seltzer burps. And are doing everything to stay together. However, they must leave their home and explore the regions of Pandora. When an ancient threat resurfaces, Jake must fight a difficult war against the humans. Um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, there's like 45 minutes of absolutely stunning visual water whale scenes. And that's, I believe it. That's hey, James Cameron's fantastic. I appreciate his drive and his uh, his um, particularness. Yes, I guess. yes. Uh, in in his uh, in filming this and being dedicated to this project for so many years. So I'm like all on board. I like JC. I love He's that. Sick. What's your What's your favorite JC movie? Favorite James Cameron movie? Oh man, favorite! I'm putting JC you on the spot. Movie. I'll I'll answer That's a first. Tough one. I'll answer first. Yeah, I yours? think Terminator Two is my favorite James Cameron movie. I've never seen Terminator. Wow, 2. Wow, Brandon, it's I've on. Never it. seen it. It's, I know it's a great movie that once you've seen once, you could throw it on in the background, or like if you go to one of those cool yeah. bars that plays old movies in the back, like you can just like jump into the. Cool I feel scenes. unqualified to answer that question. To be honest with you, that's totally fair. because I have not seen that one. What, have you seen um, Aliens? The sequel uh, to Alien? Yes, a long time ago, but I don't remember. That's it. I saw it like 10 years ago. I don't really have a recollection of it either. I, uh, this is a fun little anecdote. On So I mentioned that I'm an AMC Stubbs member, which allots you three movies every week mm-hmm. uh, for a monthly fee of $25. If you go see two movies a month, you're paying, you're making money. Um, Miranda and I like to go see movies together. We got tickets. They're doing a 25th anniversary of Titanic in a in Dolby IMAX. That's fun. That's so cute. I haven't seen Titanic in its entirety. I've seen like bits and pieces, but really, I've seen. Yeah, this was okay. okay. This is an embarrassing anecdote because I know my parents listen to this. But the, my first ever like vaguely quote unquote romantic interaction was I, I we were in a van of a of one of our family members while uh, another. I was probably like in fourth or fifth grade while another. Uh, the parents were running around. I don't know. We were unattended in a van and we were watching uh, the VHS of Titanic in one of those portable like VHS players in old cars yeah. where it'd be yeah. like the huge box. God, you yes. sound fucking old right now. The huge yeah. box and you'd flip up the tiny little like five inch screen and yes. you put in the little VHS. Uh-huh. Uh, that was like the first time I ever held anybody's hand was during that. Oh, that's cute. Very cute. Child love. And then she let you die on the on the <laughs> door of a... I froze to death and fell to the bottom of the yes. abyss, Brandon. It was, a, it was <laughs> the a bottom travesty. of the van. <laughs> All right. Give me your Avatar 2 comparison for an MLB team. Uh, I'm going in the end at least. The Philadelphia Phillies are Avatar. Wow! And it's in, is that yours? No. No, no, no. Okay. I, and that's, I love and, this. And this is my connection. 
The late aughts, Chase Utley. Oh, okay. Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, uh, Ryan Howard, Carlos Ruiz. I love this. Uh, Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay. Um, the same time period. I know 2009 is when the Avatar came yes. out. 2008 when the Phillies won the World Series. But they were in against the Yankees in 09. This is like a Phillies heyday. And guess what? What? The same time period, Avatar comes back. The Phillies, after not being in the playoffs for years, Great make point, the Brandon. World Series. The connection is... On point, and Dombrowski has James Cameron vibes. I know Dombrowski wasn't there in 2009, but Dombrowski, old fucking veteran front office guy, he's spending big money to put this product on the field. I love this. The Phillies are Avatar. Red is blue. Blue is red. The colors go together. (laughs) It's the Phillies, baby. You and I went about this differently. It's funny that the one that I didn't think that we would have a connection on, we had a connection, which was the Colorado Rockies one. Yeah. This was one of the ones where I was convinced that we would have had one of two teams, and you didn't pick either of the two teams. I love that you went historical. I think that's I think that's awesome. I went the L.A. Dodgers, baby, easiest one in the mm. book as far as I'm concerned. They're flashy. They're Hollywood. We're spending boatloads of money, but it doesn't matter because we always make money. Weird diehard fans in a place that you don't necessarily associate with diehard fans. Once you live in L.A., you realize that there's a really great baseball culture yeah. and a lot of people that really care about the sport. Uh, actual diehard fans but it'd be like going to an avatar convention you don't know until you're there you don't realize we got all of these all of these freaks until you're out there um this is i i thought for sure you would have one of the one of the major market big teams where are the mets the other one no no i won't say the other one because i use them later in the comparison but that was my i went hollywood baby i went big i went brights i want the sign i like it that makes sense that adds up i I would i would love to go i God, we are already going to go so far over time. I would love to go uh, to a Dodgers game next time in L.A. together. We only we only did it once. Yeah, I think only once. Yeah, yeah, yeah we only did it once. I think I only went twice, but that is – if you go to the 7 o'clock game when the sun is setting over the over the left center field, it's beautiful. Yes, beautiful. and then after games. that, you're eating the worst food in, the, in baseball. <laughs> and then you're Proceed. paying $14 for a Dodger dog. <laughs> that is also a bad dog. Anyway, continue. Moving right along, we got Banshees of Inner Sheer and Brandon. Seen it or not seen it? Seen it. Seen it. What'd you think? One of my favorites of the year. I agree. One of my favorites of the year. And and as we talked about, I think, in, a, in last week's episode, not a, not a McDonough fan necessarily. Uh-huh. Didn't like three billboards, as we've mentioned. Uh, but this one has a lot of heart in it. Uh, it's shot beautifully. I love the, the themes of loneliness, trying to get out, uh, friendship. Uh, I think this one's a very easy baseball connection for me. Very it's cl- the Boston Red Sox. Whoa! You're going it's Manchester the Red by Sox. the sea. It's got to be. The Ireland connection, enough said. Could have stopped there. However, uh, I'm also saying comparison. Calm Sonny Larry, played by Brendan Gleeson. Yes. Uh, that's Chris Sale, baby. He's injuring himself <laughs> all the time. Uh, he keeps hurting himself. Uh, it's the Boston Red Sox. And also, the Red Sox have sort of become very sad, like this movie. That's in good. In the current state, That's a I good believe. point. That's a good point. Um, so, Banshees of Inner Sheeran, Boston Red Sox. I think no-brainer for this one. I love I that. I want to hear what you say. I love that. Banshees of Inner Sheeran is probably, if I from a from a favorite perspective, my favorite movie on the list of movies that we're going through. Again, haven't seen everything everywhere all at once yet. Haven't seen Women Talking and haven't seen Avatar 2. So, three of the ten I'm missing. But 70% is C. I'll take that any day. Banshees of Inner Sheeran, for a little bit of, a little bit of context, on a remote island off the coast of Ireland, Podrick is devastated when his buddy Colm suddenly puts an end to their lifelong friendship with help from his sister and a troubled young Islander. That's a weird turn of phrase. Uh, Podrick sets out to repair the damaged relationship by any means necessary. However, as Colm's resolve only strengthens, he soon delivers an ultimatum that leads to shocking consequences. Box office, Brandon, what do you think the box office on this was? Uh, 40 mil. Close, 33.6. I think that's okay. a great guess. If you're anywhere in yeah, the ballpark, yeah. I think that's good. Uh, I agree. One of my favorites... 
devastatingly sad, hilarious, two phenomenal, honestly, four phenomenal performances in the movie. Five, if you include the donkey. Uh, <laughs> come here, donkey. Uh, come here, donkey. I think my favorite part of the movie was when the donkey said, and in the morning, we're making waffles. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Sam, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no. Uh, the ogre was great in the movie. Uh, yeah, the ogre was really good. I, I picked for this, Brandon. I went... St. Louis Cardinals, and oh, I, have, okay. I have I have a handful of reasons. First off, Albert Pujols and Brendan Gleeson have the same body type. We agree. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we agree. Yes. Also, I, for whatever reason, those Scottish Islands specifically, and I'm pretty sure they built a lot of the, the settings of the movie originally for the movie and then tore them down afterwards. The bar that a lot of the movie takes place in mm-hmm. was constructed for the movie and then deconstructed once the, the... So it no longer exists. But for whatever reason, that gave me big Midwest vibes. Very like insular community, very, uh, you okay. know, just kind of like a... Uh, a sedentary lifestyle, simple lifestyle. Now, this is the stereotype of the Midwest. I'm not saying I agree with this. Uh, Coastal elite bullshit. Oh no, no, I'm just saying whatever the whatever the stereotype is. Um, and I don't. I wish I had a better explanation than this. You clearly put more thought into this than I did, which I can appreciate. I I, I do see the I'll, I'll, honestly like the culture that they live in that movie. I think it's intentionally done. And one of the, re- if you've seen it, one of the reasons why Brendan Gleeson starts to uh, decide that he doesn't want to be hanging out with uh, uh, Colin Farrell's character, Patrick any longer is because of the simple everyday repetitive lifestyle of, of working nine to five and then drinking at a pub and then going home at the end of the day, sure. and doing it all again. I, I mean, cheers takes place in Boston, baby. How much, I think there's a little bit of a comparison. If you want to be a, if you're an undergraduate film study to cheers to, to Banshees of energy. Sure. Um, so I love your, I love your comparison. And I think that's great. A. I think I think also because uh, his name is Podrick Sullivan, right? There's Patrick Sullivan, basically. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a good. I don't. So I'm not sure. What you awesome. can't tell me there's a nine thousand guys that are at Fenway Park every game <laughs> called Patrick Sullivan. So I'm, I I I will stick to my guns on the Red Sox is Banshees. Stop me if I've said this already, but uh, Barry Cogan he plays kind of the town dummy. Yes. Do you know yeah. a role that he was cast in that I don't know if he's still going to fulfill? But there's a deleted scene. The of Joker. A, he was supposed to play the Joker. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Did I talk about this on the podcast already? I don't think so. Okay. But I do know that. Have you seen the deleted scene where he's playing the Joker? I have. It's actually kind of spooky. And if the Joker wasn't played out, I'd be like, well, I want to see that. But I don't want to see that. I was going to say, played out. we already have the Joker musical coming in 2024, which I am elated for. Have you heard about oh, this? I'm, yeah, I'm a little excited. Todd about Phillips, Joker 2 with uh, Foley Adu with Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. It's supposed to be a musical. That sounds fucking hysterical. Let's fast forward to our 2025 uh, <laughs> podcast on that. Um, all right, Brandon, moving right along. We got Elvis. Seen it or haven't seen it? Seen it. Seen it. What'd you think? You a Boz guy? Nah. Not I'm a Boz not. guy. I, it's too much. Boz. I think we talked about this last week. It's, you know, the editors uh, working overtime for this yeah. one. Uh, Austin Butler, phenomenal performance. What, can be, what else can be said about it? If he wins the best uh, or the best actor award, I wouldn't be mad. No. I get it. Uh, a little bit. This um, is, I mean, this is an Austin, uh, uh, Elvis biopic, so I don't really need to read too much about it, but from his rise to fame to his unprecedented stardom, rock and roll icon Elvis Presley maintains a complicated relationship with the enigmatic manager Colonel Tom Parker over the course of 20 years. Central to Presley's journey and happiness is one of the most influential people in his life, Priscilla. I feel like Priscilla is like in 30 minutes of this movie of even. It's weird that she gets the, the summary, but uh, box office, Brandon, what do you think? Ah, uh, this is astonishing. <laughs> uh, $400 million? $287 million. That's insane. Oh. On an $80 million budget, $85 million budget. Nominated for everything, like you said, editing, uh, because uh, I think sometimes Oscar uh, nominations are based on how much If you they cut edit. a lot. <laughs> yeah, if you cut a lot, you're making the cut. That's what they say. Um, 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'm a, like I, I think we talked about this already a little bit last year or last week. I'm a big Elvis guy. I grew up loving Elvis, so I was a little biased for this movie. Yeah. Uh, Miranda fell asleep, so take that with what you said. It is okay. a very long movie. It's it's, it's if very not, long. Too long. If not three hours, it's bordering on three hours. Um, I agree with you on the performance. I think it's hilarious that Austin Butler is just Elvis now. He can't get out of Elvis. It's like a it's like a witch's curse that if he gets a, a Best Actor nomination, he's stuck playing the character for the rest of his life. Uh, that's funny. Give me your comp, Brandon. The New York Yankees. Wow. Wow. And, I'll, and here's why. Austin Butler is Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge does everything for that team. I know they got Garrett Cole. I know they got Nestor Cortez. Yes. I get it. I know Volpe's coming up. I get Stands it, Yankees fans. Uh, he does everything. If Judge ain't there, Yankees ain't good. If Butler ain't there, Elvis ain't acceptable. You know? <laughs> acceptable. Uh, I like that's where the I'm like I said good, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I think that's my simple comparison right there. Good. Judge is Austin Butler. I like that. Uh, that's all. That's all I got. Two hunks. Two certified hunks. Two hunks. We different types of hunks. Different. You know, I don't know if Aaron Judge has the charisma, but also I don't know if Austin Butler can hit a, a baseball. I will go as far as to say neither has the has the the qualities of the other one. I don't think Aaron yes. Judge could uh, charisma his way out of a subway commercial, let alone of <laughs> uh, <laughs> starring in a Boz Lerman movie. Yes. And I don't think that Elvis or Elvis Butler, Austin Butler, would know what to do with uh, with some some uh, baseball bats in his hands. But Brandon, I picked. The Braves. I went the Atlanta Braves. I went interdivision for us on NLE's podcast. What is more flashy than this Young's Braves team? We got Swagger with Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies. We have have Austin Riley coming to it. We have a a youthful energy throughout this Braves team that I think is present through 75% of the Elvis movie. A majority of the Elvis movie is Elvis's rise to fame. And then when he gets famous, not so much emphasis on the later years. There is some later year stuff. But it's it's up until a certain point before he falls off a cliff. Maybe much like this Braves team. Talk to this Braves team in five years. Maybe they'll be uh, they'll be getting paranoid and shooting TVs in a Vegas hotel room. You never know. Um, but it's that, also the one uh, deep fried Southern oh, one of 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 all the Best Picture nominees. The, this year. It's the only one this the year. The fried peanut so. butter banana sandwich of the yes. baseball teams. No, great yes, point. Great exactly. point. Um, so that's where I went with the comparison. That's where I, went I like that. That's good. That's smart. I, this is a movie that was getting buzz probably two-ish months ago about a best picture favorite, but I think the I think the, the heat has cooled down on it. I think no dice. You think no dice? But, I hey, think listen. maybe... I haven't seen a couple of these, but this is bottom five, the, probably. The Academy is old, and old yes. people love Elvis. That's As we all know, Bohemian Rhapsody, that shouldn't have won a goddamn thing. I know it didn't win best picture, right? But, no. Uh, no, it but didn't. it shouldn't have won a goddamn Green thing. Book won, so. what, like four years ago, though? So who knows? Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, about so that. that could, anything could happen. All yeah. right, Brandon, we're moving along. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Did you see it or haven't seen it? I've seen it. I saw it when it came out in theaters a long time. Wow. This is the furthest from my memory. Okay. But I was a big fan of this movie. I think this is a top movie. It's well-deserved. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. Uh, but if it does, I'd be happy. Um, my pick for this... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me give a little what? bit of a rundown real fast. Oh, yeah, when, yeah. Give your, when give an your... interdimensional rapture, rupture, excuse me, unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Like you said, released in March, uh, best actor, actress, supporting actress, director, ed- everything. It's got all of the categories uh, in the palm of its hand. It is, as of right now, the betting favorite for the best picture winner. I think it's at a, a minus 200. So it's you'd have to bet $200 to $100 with it. Um, box office, Brandon, what do you think? Oh, I think this, I think this was like 
250. 100. 100. 100. But it okay. hit the triple digits, so you're not too far off. You're not too far okay. off. I'm going 150 over every time. I think that I, it's important to remember that people are stopping seeing movies in theaters. <laughs> the, yes. The, the box office numbers of days past are no longer present. Um, all right, Brandon, give me your comparison here. Oh, also My haven't, very, also haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Planning to see it yes. tomorrow at 410. I have a ticket. Okay. So you might change your tune after tomorrow, but uh, my pick is my very own New York Mets. And I will say this because the Mets the Mets currently want to do everything. They want to have a good farm system. They want to sign all the players. I like this. Uh, Steve Cohen. And also the Mets had a contentious relationship with their previous owner, similar to how Stephanie Sue, I think you say her last name, she has a, a bad relationship with Michelle Yee's character okay. uh, at the beginning of the movie, but they sort of, I'm, I don't want to ruin anything. No, anyway, no, you're fine. Anyway, uh, but now Steve Cohen, you know, they're in good... They understand each other now. The Mets and Steve Cohen, we have full trust in the owner. Um, the Mets are everything everywhere all at once. They're uh, uh, they're flashy now. Steve Cohen's trying to block all the haters. We like this. this I like good. that. I think that's a good answer. I, I like how you took it for like a vocabulary perspective, literally, where the Mets are trying to do everything everywhere yes, all at once. Yes, I did. I think that's a very clever way to approach this. Good job, my friend. Yeah, um, thank you. I picked... Seattle Mariners, Brandon. Okay. Now, mind you, like I said, one of three movies I haven't seen, so I don't have like a direct point to reference this. But I, I think in the same way that this was the darling that could, the the little the little choo, what's the fucking phrase? Help me here. The little train that the, could. The little. Ch- uh, man, we should... we're dumb today. <laughs> we're really we're like yeah, we, we're batting zero. We today. think Winston Churchill is in World War Two, and I think yeah, I can't even God. think of a childhood <laughs> uh, memory. Um, the but, little train that could. No engine. Little engine that could. Yes, there we go. Not that dumb after all, Brandon. We, we still got it. Um, I think that in the same way that it was a darling, unexpected uh, fan favorite, uh, something everybody's rooting for, people seem to be really behind this. The Daniels as directors people seem to enjoy. It's the comeback story. The de- the Potos. The Potos is the comeback the... story for the, the actor whose name is escaping me right now. Um, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, uh, the man from he... uh, Indiana Jones who thought he was going to be out yes. of Hollywood forever and then uh, this is yes, his return he... to key uh you're not gonna hear me you're not gonna hear me trying to do this i I haven't seen the movie yet i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dive into it i uh i am i am excited to see it i do like that comparison i think it's the comeback story there's i guess it's not really a comeback story but yeah it is a little bit of a comeback story when we take the actors perspectives and do it um i'm I'm excited to see it jamie lee curtis is in it that's kind of shocking i'm excited to see her her in it i know she got a best supporting actress nomination as well um yeah i'm going seattle mariners there a lot of rain in this movie brandon there's rain. Okay. There's rain. There's rain. Yeah, there's so rain. there it is. There's yeah. the Seattle comparison there. That's all you need there's to a, know. There's a popular scene that when they're in rain. Yeah. People only know one thing about Seattle and that it's raining all the time, apparently. <laughs> and coffee and Kurt Cobain. And coffee and, and flannels, Brandon. <laughs> a lot of flannels. All right. We're moving right along because otherwise we're going to be here till for fucking ever. Uh, we got the Fablemans, Brandon. Now, have F- Fablemans seen it or haven't seen it? Seen it. Uh, one of, probably one of my top three movies of this list uh, of the year. Uh, love the Fablemans. Um, do you want to give the plot I'll summary? Give, I'll of... give a little plot summary. Directed by Steven Spielberg, distributed by Universal Pictures. Uh, only been out a few months. Um, young Sammy Fableman falls in love with movies after his parents take him to see The Greatest Show on Earth. Armed with a camera, Sammy starts to make his own films at home, much to the delight of his supportive mother. Um, there's a lot of familial drama in this movie. Um, there's a lot of Seth Rogen in this movie. Uh, there's a lot of Paul Dano, Michelle Williams, a lot of good performances. It still has that, despite all of the the family drama, it still has that Spielbergian effect to it. Uh, it ends on a happy note, in my opinion. Um, yep. It ends on a positive note. Um, 
it's it's got the glimmer and the love of cinema. I think my some of my favorite scenes in that are are the the young Sammy Fableman, aka Steven Spielberg. It's it's very autobiographical. Um, shooting like the movies as a child with his Boy Scout troops. I think those are just that's just family fun, baby. That's just a lot of a lot of good action, a lot of homage to his 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 own movies, Spielberg's own movies. I'm curious to see. Also, uh, box office. I'm not going to make you guess this. Twenty five million, Brandon. Not a box. Oh office wow, success. it's going to go higher than that. Wow. Not about, I'm telling you, people aren't seeing movies in theaters. What do you think the comparison is? My comparison is the Oakland Athletics. Okay. And I'm, and I'm going to say this because the A's, you know, they're uh, historically, at least recently, uh, classically, they're trying to put on a cheap team, similar to how when Spielberg was growing up, he's figuring out how to make movies I like cheap. This. He's using his I friends. Like uh, in addition... There's a lot of moving in this movie. His family moves about three times in the movie. So from somewhere to for Phoenix, his dad's Phoenix job. To, yeah. um, and uh, the Oakland A's have moved a lot in their history. I think they were Philadelphia, Kansas City, and Oakland. I don't know if I'm getting that order correct, actually. So I'm a bad baseball historian well, there. You, you ended with um, Oakland, so you got that much right. <laughs> I got that. I got one third right. Uh, and also, Billy Bean, he's sort of wheels, hands off. Like He's not really... I think he's just an advisor for the team now. He's sort of like... Sammy Fableman's mom, to be honest with you. A little, you think you would he see... He kind of left, he kind of left his family a little bit. You want to see Billy Bean in a white sheer dress dancing in front of car headlights, Brandon? <laughs> I would pay all the money in the world for Seth that. Rogen's like, stop, let her cook, let her cook, <laughs> let her have fun, she's having a ball, Sammy's... I didn't like that scene, I get it, That's, but I didn't like Yeah, it. that scene kind of made me a little uncomfortable, too. Um, I I picked for this one, the Chicago Cubs, baby. Okay. And my, I went for the Spielberg route on this. I was like, what is one of the oldest, uh, mm-hmm. most historical, generationally acknowledged teams in baseball who had a bit, who, who were, were hot, had a lull, and came back up? This isn't War Horse. You know what I mean? This is a good, this isn't a, this isn't, what, uh, what's the animated one he did? War Horse 2. War Horse 2. This is a War Horse 2 <laughs> sequel to Horse Comes Back. Uh, this is a, a kind of a return to form, kind of a, almost like an homage to his career as a whole. Like I said, there's a lot of um, a lot of references to his older work, his own mm-hmm. work, um, which I think is really interesting and fun to watch. Um, but it, it, it's, it's kind of how we had the first few blockbusters uh, were obviously Spielberg movies. Cubs being one of the first few uh, baseball teams that people become like there's a, a love for over multiple generations passed along. Um, I kind of went the old school route. How do we, how do we view Spielberg as the, his career as in the context of filmmaking? What, what's a comparable team? That's, that's kind of where I went. I think that's, that's uh, very smart. And I think also uh, it relates to my A's one as well, where it has the history behind yes. it. Yes. Um, so I, yeah, I agree with that. There is like a nostalgic, like old, feel to it similar to both the teams that we picked also i was right by the way philadelphia athletics kansas city athletics oakland athletics genius dude i don't care what people say about you you're smart smart it. man smart smart man things. uh all right brandon we're down to the final four only four more left argue not arguably the most pretentious movie on the list here we have tar uh, uh a fake biopic about a woman named lydia tar who's a composer i'll read the little i'll read the little rundown Renowned, renowned, renowned. God damn. Also, I feel like my congestion is starting to become pretty audible now at this point. Are you, are you You're just going to be one of the Mucinex guys at the end of this. I need to take one of my Alka-Seltzer pluses that I have. Renowned musician Lydia Tarr is days away from recording the symphony that will ele- elevate her career. When all elements seem to conspire against her, Lydia's adopted daughter Petra becomes an integral emotional support for her struggling mother. 
That is not what that movie's about. What? That's that's uh that's not that, accurate. Google wants to not spoil this movie for people, and I appreciate yes. that. But I think I think we can loosely describe it as uh as a what's the an examination of cancel culture or the cancel like the the dominant yes. what a a very talented successful person how you balance that with their actions and also following the person that's getting canceled. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's some um, some naughty behavior from Lydia Tarr. This one, I I I'm I kind of hope we're on the same page. Uh, for this, okay. and I feel like maybe we might be. I'm curious. Uh, Tar is the Padres. Oh, okay. I think we have no? similar okay. line of thinking, but uh, okay. But, but I, I didn't um, pick them. Tatis is Tar. Tar is Tatis. <laughs> okay. Uh, both self sabotaging here. Tatis didn't need to take steroids. He did. I think this uh, Lydia is Lydia Tar didn't need to do the the things that she did in the movie. I don't want to ruin it. Um, they both had the world at their fingertips. Sort of all fell apart at the end. Tatis obviously has a road to redemption, probably less so for Lydia Tarr in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, but they also had an impressive cast of supporting players, obviously the top musicians in the world. And uh, while Tatis has Manny Machado, now Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, uh, amongst other popular pitchers. Uh, so Padres is Tar. Tar is Padres. I think that's great. I, I like your idea of, of focusing on like a singular player. I think that that's smart yeah. because the movie is entirely on the shoulders of Kate Blanchett's performance, which yes. is phenomenal. She's great. Easily my best actress for the movies that I've seen so far. And Tatis was the face of the Padres. Is the face of sure. baseball for a while. Yeah, he was just yeah. he was the cover athlete. Um, but, uh, okay, box office for this is really sad. Art movies are, uh, pretentious art movies nobody wants to see, see anymore. $10 million oh, on a $35 million budget. That's, that's a, a bummer. It's a great movie. Just couldn't get the people in their butts. It's a really great movie. Couldn't get the butts in seats. Um, one of my favorite, probably top three for me of the year. Um, I went for this. Also, I can't get over the fact that they referenced the daughter. Is there two scenes with the daughter in the movie? I know. There's the car scene. And then there's... You didn't even know she had a daughter until like an hour in. Yeah. There's the school bully scene, which is a great scene. And then great there's scene. the there's the, the in the car talking to the kid scene, I guess. That's, yes. that's like the only two things. Also quick note Miranda's going to see the Philharmonic in Berlin which is one of the most central oh my God. yeah one of the most central parts of, of this movie in particular one of the settings of the movie that's Very amazing cool. do they actually film it there do you know uh I am on the tar IMDB page right now filming locations yeah it says Dresden so you know all right uh Berlin New York City yeah I bet they did looks cool. like they did unless there's like a, a soundstage in LA that I'm not aware of um my pick for this was what I think is arguably, I was looking at how this movie is viewed widely by the public, pretentious, arty, uh, an analytical mind, perhaps you might say. I went the Tampa Bay Rays for this one. Oh, okay. I said they're they're approaching this movie, uh, or they're approaching this team from an analytic math based way that all the old school heads don't want to hear. They a lot of the a lot of the big uh, homers, you know, that's not that's not the thing. There, this is get on base. Uh, this is the what's the three true outcomes: the walk, the strikeout, the 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 home run. This is exactly mm-hmm. what they're focused on. Uh, they do things with precision. They do things with intention, just like Lydia Tar does. Oh wow! Um, and and they're a little pretentious in the way they approach baseball. They're, it's not the common man's approach to baseball, just like this movie's not meant for the masses. Oh, I really like this. This is maybe uh, my favorite pick of yours. Wow. Like, uh, you have enough info to sway me, just like I'm going to sway you for Banshees as Red Sox. I like, I, honestly, um, Banshees of Red Sox is easily my favorite pick for yours. And when we make the sexy <laughs> little graphic design for this, we'll let the people choose. Who oh, no. I'm going to get bullied <laughs> on the internet again. You're going to get bullied. It's only a matter of time. Uh, all right, Brandon, we're down to our final three movies. This was a this was a movie that I thought for sure we would agree upon, but you've already said the team that I picked, so I, I'm curious to see what you would say. Top Gun Maverick, Brandon. Movies are back. Movies are back with Top Gun Maverick. That was that was what it felt like over the summer, except for you didn't go see it. Um, 
uh, box office success, almost 10 times the budget, $170 million budget with a $1.48 billion revenue. Brandon, after more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell. If you had told me Tom Cruise's character was Pete Mitchell, I would have had no fucking clue if that was true or no not. No clue. I had no idea. Uh, it's where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and of his deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice for those who choose to fly it. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I saw it twice in theaters. This was uh, one time with the boys, one time with the girl, went with the went with the, a bunch of my guy friends. One and time with Val Kilmer? T- oh, no. I mean, he didn't say a goddamn word after Brandon. I'll tell you oh, what. Sir. <laughs> he, no. Speechless. He was speechless. Sir. Uh, I uh, I had a great time. It was Very bad. Uh, we've talked about how on this movie. It's the baddest behavior you've had on this podcast. <laughs> we've talked about how on this. Uh, we, we love practical effects. This is a very, this movie utilized practical effects to a very impressive uh, very impressive state one of the funnier jokes of this of the of the year in my opinion just the standoff joke there's a great little joke that's in there a lot of really great action scenes white knuckles uh, it goes off of rails yeah, here there's and there probably a lot of white knuckles in this huh <laughs> yeah, okay it goes off the rails here and there uh, it, it almost goes a little heavy handed it's it's kind of like how the force awakens really wanted I think we I said this exact comparison last week but how the force awakens wants to wanted to be the new hope Top Gun Maverick was like the formula's not broken let's just run it back um there is more emphasis and more detail about the one final mission in Top Gun One that doesn't exist. It's just it's just oh, there's we're in the air, uh, which is kind of funny. But I I really enjoyed this movie. I think it was I think it was a hoot and a half. I had fun in the theaters. I know you haven't seen it, and I don't know if I could persuade you to see it. To be honest with you, ah, maybe I'll see it. Maybe. What's your team though? Wait, do you, or do you want me to go? You go you first. Go yeah, you go first. And let's see if I yell wow again at the end of it. <laughs> okay, Top Gun Maverick. You said this. You said. It's uh, form. We know the formula. Let's run it back. Wow! It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. Dude. Okay. I'm curious. The big money Dodgers. That's Hollywood. That's You're right. bright lights. You're right. Uh, it's the Dodgers. The classic. They're going to run it back. They have some r- new young random studs in this movie, like Miles Teller and that blonde guy. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom Cruise's Kershaw. Duh. Oh, that's a great comparison. That's Tom Cruise's Kershaw. Uh, maybe a little Freddie Freeman too. A little spice in there. Top Gun Maverick is Hollywood, baby. That, okay. Put the sunglasses on, baby. You're going to Dodger Stadium. I love that. I love that. Also, it takes place in Southern California, too. So I think San Diego or outside San Diego. The first one, it definitely does. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I uh, I love that comparison. That was one of my two options for this. But instead, I ended on the New York Yankees, Brandon. Same uh, idea. Same idea. Yes, same um, idea. There's it's it's in reference to a classic thing. What's more classic when you think baseball than the New York Yankees? Uh, incredibly popular. Uh, everybody knows them. If you ask anybody on the street in any city in the world to name one baseball team, the most popular answer is going to be Yankees. This was, I guess, from a financial perspective, not true, but from an anecdotal perspective, not true, uh, or anecdotal perspective, true. The most popular movie amongst people that I knew in any age range. My parents saw it. I'm sure your parents saw it. People at work saw it. From okay, maybe not, maybe not. But the <laughs> the the people at work of any age saw it. It was a water cooler movie. It was the thing everybody was talking about at the time. Um, and for that reason, I went to New York Yankees. And and honestly, yeah. I thought you were going to go. So, so I can talk about this in hindsight. I was between Avatar and Top Gun. The Yankees and Dodgers were the two ones that I was back and uh, back and forth. But I, I think that gotcha. I think Dodgers for. Top Gun makes more sense to me based yes. on your argument. And when I remember, well, I like your argument too. It also makes sense. When I remember, it takes place in Southern California too. I think that's a, a, a an edge in your favor. Um, but great answers, regardless. We're doing good. Great answers. I agree. We're handshake doing good. from that. All right, Brandon. We're down to our final two. 
Triangle of Sadness. Have you seen it? I just saw it. This is the most recent one I saw uh, two nights ago. Tell me what you thought. Uh, that movie is fine. That movie is just, <laughs> it's like, it's good. And I appreciate, I really like the, uh, first scene, the part one in there. It was very Seinfeld. H&M. And almost. Uh, what's the, yes, Balenciaga. that was fun. Yeah. It was very fun. And I was in on it and I appreciate how far they took everything. Yeah. Uh, did it gross you out little, or did you oh, laugh? The big thing. Did it what? The, the big thing in the middle. Did it gross oh. you out or did you laugh? Uh, I got, I thought it, see, my issue with the movie was I thought it was, the heaviest of handed yes. movies. Yes, yes, yes. Of any, and we've seen a lot of classism discussion within, and, yeah. from uh, Succession to White Lotus, um, the menu, Parasite, the menu, yeah. Parasite. Jeez, I forgot about that yeah. one. Um, yes, even uh, even Barbarian a little bit too. It's a very popular theme. Um, yes, it's a popular theme right now, understandably so. This one I just thought was so. Heavy handed, and I like the movie, and I don't want to shit on it, but I think compared to a lot of these, this is going in my closer to my Elvis category. Interesting, it's better than Elvis, but I think it's more on the the bottom five yeah. tier for me here. Um, with that being, what did you say? I was gonna say I I liked it. I didn't like it as much as a lot of people that I talked about. Some people I talked yes. to said it was one of their three favorite movies of the year. It didn't hit me that way. I also think that people that saw this in a crowded theater, I talked to one friend in particular who said that that. It was an uproarious environment during the... That changes the impact. During if, the you, if everyone's on the, on the same page, like that's a different impact. Yes, and so, so I saw it, and my stomach was turning. I was very grossed out by it. I agree. Yeah. It goes on very long. I love the Woody Harrelson performance. I love the Russian guy dynamic. I thought that was very funny. Yes. Um, I like uh, where it kind of goes uh, Lord of the Flies towards the end of the movie. A little bit of a spoiler alert, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes a little Lord of the Flies mode, but it kind of switches uh, a popular trope on its head. Um, I think that was interesting. Uh, I thought I think this kid's gonna be a, a star. He was also in that Sorcerer kid. Yeah, I think that Sorcerer Ronan kid. Uh, Sorcerer Ronan movie. What's the the detective one that was like a Wes Anderson? Oh, sure, sure, sure. combo movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harris Dickinson is the kid's name. Also, don't want to bring the mood down a little bit. The woman that plays Yaya in that movie. Oh, you told me this tragi- last week. Tragically yeah. passed before the release of the movie. That's very sad. She um, was great. She was great. Yeah, I think that that would have been the beginning of a great career too. Um, I liked it. I think it's top. Five for me, probably. I haven't really sat down and made my list, but, uh, but it's got to be in the five. It's got, part. yeah, it's definitely, it's the there's five. definitely some movies. I probably liked Fableman's more. I like Tar more. I like Banshees more. After that, agreed on all three. I have to see. Maybe I liked All Quiet more. I don't know. Um, but okay, give me your comparison. Oh, wait. Also, I should, I should read a quick little synopsis. Carl and Yaya, a couple of influencers, are invited to a luxury cruise ship alongside a group of out of touch wealthy people. The situation takes an unexpected turn when a brutal storm hits the ship. Box office, Brandon. Just burped. I don't know if you uh, heard that. Um, 20, 25 million. So close. You're closest yet. 22 and a half. Okay. Which nice. that makes a lot of sense. Did you see Force Majeure, the director's most I popular I did, but movie? I know. Yeah. And The Square. Yeah. The, the Square. Other one. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen either of them, but I'm, I'm curious to go back. and. Uh, uh, what is he? Swede? What is he? I should know this. Um, Swede. Yes. He's a Swede. Okay. Swede. A Swede. A dark comedy, if you will, Brandon. <laughs> a dark comedy. Give me your comparison. Uh, the Triangle of Sadness, uh, that's the San Francisco Giants. Okay. What's San Francisco Giants are the Triangle of Sadness. Uh, they were trying to spend a lot of money this year. They are trying to get Carlos Correa. They Ugh. were trying to get Aaron Judge. Baby, it crashed and burned just like that ship crashed and burned. Oh, a little Gi- spoiler. And but... also, the Giants are also somewhere between being like cheap and being big spenders, which connected me to oh, that's an interesting. the first scene in the movie. Yeah, which I kind of... Uh, did you like the the pay for the check scene? That was my favorite scene in the okay. movie. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I like part one too. was my favorite part of it, actually. Um, and 
it's also similar to being to the capitalist versus socialist yeah. argument that's on the boat between the Russian and Woody Harrelson. Almost, um, almost too heavy handed for me. But if it, it was two great performers, too heavy handed, yeah. too heavy handed. Yeah, I totally agree. But uh, yeah, I think the Giants—they're somewhere in a, in between. They're in between. They're in a weird place right now. Uh, but their off-season plans, even though they got Mitch Haniger and Michael Conforto. That shit crashed and burned hard, I would <laughs> yeah. say. You're not going to, like, going from Sean Manai, Russ Stripling, Hanniger, and Conforto when you're trying to get Correa and Judge. Yeah, that's not the same. That's not the that same. That ship, they're on the beach. That's like the meme where it's like, Mom, I want Carlos Correa and Aaron Judge. And it's like, we have Carlos Correa and Aaron Judge at home. And then you get yes. Aaron Judge at home. It's with Mitch Hanniger and, and Conforto. Conforto. Um, yeah. My pick for this, Brandon, was the New York Mets because, baby, they make me want to throw up and shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit. If you haven't seen the movie, that's not a reference you get. But Brandon, I'll tell you that they're the one percent, baby. They got the richest owner in all of baseball, and it makes me sick to my little tummy, Brandon. I'm eating that spoiled seafood. I'm feeling. I'm, I'm feeling the rumblies on the on the ship. Anytime I look at these New York Mets, richest owner in all of baseball, highest payroll in all of baseball. This movie is the takedown of the one percent. The New York Mets are the one percent of baseball. I'm sorry to say, I know you're a Mets fan. It has to be said. Yeah, but like the Mets haven't won anything, so be nice, you know. Okay, all right. So I can't, I can't make fun of them for spending more no, money than make it the Dodgers or the <laughs> Yankees. <laughs> this is hitting too close to home. That's the problem. It's, I yeah, said I don't like this anymore. I said Daddy Cohen is eat the rich. Daddy Cohen to the guillotine, and you said no, 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 no. He's, no, he's the only one I save. You say I stand, yeah. I stand in front of him with my arms out. <laughs> you I dive go, don't in, you touch him? You take the bullet. Yeah, That's... I'm like, there's worse owners. Take the other ones out. Take. Take freaking Dick Manfred out. This is not. This is not a threat, by the way. Yeah, absolutely not. No, this is all. This is all in jest. All fun and games. All, all in jest. jest. Um, I I saw a great dive in front of the bullet scene uh, the other day when I watched Air Force One. One of the, one of those one of those <laughs> I like it because I, I obviously follow you on Letterbox. You you're watching like the movies that are popular ones of this year, obviously as we've discussed. But then you're just throwing in Air Force <laughs> One. And it's really good. Like it's this. like a Saturday afternoon. Miranda and I are just like kind of putzing around, yeah. want to have some background on. There's uh, one of those character actors that you're like, I don't know why I know this guy, but he's so recognizable. He's been in a thousand things. He's always playing like government agent or military guy. Yes, I he think does, I know who you're talking about. He actually. dives in front of the bullet and, and, and yes, saves Harrison Ford's life. Great. All right, Brandon. Our Final movie. This is an agreed upon consensus. Women talking. We said it's the Miami Marlins. Marlins. Miami Marlins, the first team to uh, to have a a female general manager. Uh, Women talking is a frankly a movie that is not fun to talk about in the context of a silly little baseball podcast because it is about serious matter. I'll read a little synopsis. The women of an isolated religious colony reveal a shocking secret about the colony's men. For years, the men have done bad things. Let's say it's a very explicit... The way that they gave this tar description where it's not about the movie at all, and this is like almost PG-13 level description for Google. Um, yes. Or it's a sexual assault movie. The truth comes out and the women talk about their new situation. Uh, directed and written by Sarah Polly. I haven't seen it. That's one of the final three I haven't seen as well. I don't know if Same. you've seen it. Same, yeah. That might be a that might be an at home movie for me. I don't know if it's a, a must see in theaters for me. I don't even know if it's out in, in a wide release anymore. Um, it doesn't have the box office on the Google page, which has not been a good sign so far for my digging. Um, but yeah, we agree this was the Miami Marlins and Brandon. With that, we wrap up maybe a new annual thing. Maybe we and the reason it's the Marlins also it was the fe- first female general manager of baseball. Yeah, right, yeah. I, I thought I said that maybe maybe I didn't say that. Um, a successful, uh, I guess it's not a draft. I guess this is more of like a comparison or an analogy. But how are you? We agreed on two. We agreed on two. We agreed on the Rockies, and we agreed on who? 
The Marlins. The Marlins. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, full disclosure, we agreed on that before we started recording this podcast. It's the only one we both were like, this is a silly conversation, and it does, a silly conversation is maybe not appropriate for a movie with this topic. Um, so we, we're, we're, we're giving it the seriousness that it's due, the respect that it's due by not making not susceptible it to making it susceptible to our, our shitty little dialogue where we don't know what we're talking <laughs> about. Um, but this was a lot of fun. I'm really glad that there is a lot of difference between the two of our selections. I like that we both came out this at a unique way but unique to each other um uh, shout out to my dad who's listening and hates that word i uh i think it's a i think this is a great thing that we should continue doing in the future depending on where the podcast goes no matter what we can come back to this i agree uh we and we settled actually we have two more agreements now red Sox are banshees and rays are tar tar. yes that was our two that was our two like uh pay what's pay respect yes. to the other for coming yes exactly pay respect. brandon i think we have one question from a listener and then we will see our way out this show is already running late maybe our longest one to date i would love to hear the question i can pull it up on my own too if it's a little bit easier i got it way. we have one question from uh grace toucher at spaghetti i don't know what grace toucher is but hmm. do you know what that is i don't know the reference that that our friend is making <laughs> no, okay uh four hundred dollars for nats season tickets but only in standing room only section good deal question mark Boo! This is an awful deal. Are you kidding Bad me? You're going to pay $400 to stand and watch the worst team in baseball play over and over and over again? This is terrible. They're not going to win 60 games. You're going to be... Also, but... Okay, here's the other thing. I don't know how strict they're at Nats Park. Great point. But uh, you're going to be able to sneak down and find some seats real quickly, my friend. That's a good point. I've started... It's Confidence is key. I've done this at the last few games. If you wait later in the game and you just walk past the, the attendant and just kind of nod, acknowledge them, don't like avoid eye contact... And walk with an unearned bravado, an unearned confidence. You can normally well, sneak Well, you know what? Some stadiums, they don't have the person at each thing. City Field has the person at each Yankees, thing. Yankee Do- Stadium. Dodger is. Stadium, they don't. It's chaos. Oh, there. interesting. You're in, the, you're in the jungle. But also, it's always sold out. Dodger yeah, Stadium. Like, so good luck getting find. seats in yeah. this. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think this is a deal. There's a deal during Yankees regular season games where it's like $20 day of standing room only. And they have great options for standing room. I guess I don't know what the standing options are at um, for the Washington Nationals. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't do this. I don't want to. I mean, I guess if no. you're a Nationals fan, you live close to the park. And also this person that messaged us, he doesn't live in D.C. No, I, th- there was a dialogue. So I was on taking tw- the train down. There was a dialogue on Twitter for this. Oh, do you think this is a proposal? <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing this? I think he has, a de- he has a hot deal. He needed an answer by five. Uh, yeah, he's stuff. like, I got my finger on the, on the Ticketmaster button. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I, would you do this for the Mets if you lived in New York? Standing room? Yeah. Nah, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm too much of a baby for that. Standing is not so bad. I've, I've done it multiple times at games. You may be but illegal. season tickets? I guess that is like three If you're days. trying to make, if you have season tickets, you're trying to make 30 games. Let's yeah. say you're not going to all yeah. 81. It'll say 30, maybe even half. We'll say 40. Listen, they say. Uh, you want to stand for 40? They say sitting yeah. is the new smoking, Brandon. Just not healthy for you. You got to get on those feet. You got to stand. Your Apple Watch will be uh, elated with you if you're standing for this long. Dude, look at my wrist. You see a watch? <laughs> it is. It's a normal human it's, watch. It's a normal watch. It's not, a, uh, it's, not a, it's not an Apple Watch. Brandon, what a show. This was a great time. We had a lot of fun. Uh, check out these movies if you haven't seen them. Support movies. Go see a movie in theater. It's not going to fucking kill you. Oh, my God. What are we doing? Go give your money. Like sitting, Will. Uh, unlike sitting. Yeah. Make sure you stand every hour. I'm sure the people behind you will really appreciate that. Um, yep. Yeah. Otherwise, I think a lot of these are available on streaming. A lot of the. Uh, yep. uh, oh, I saw After Sun. Did you see After Sun? No. You don't think you're going to see? Nah. It's a $6 Amazon rental, which is a little steep for the okay. rental. That's what but... I did for Triangle. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. I think you'd be underwhelmed. It's 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 pretentious in a different way from Tar. 
gotcha. but uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more on hindsight and thinking about it. I, I found myself liking it better. But um, anyways, Brandon, tell the people out there where they can find you. You can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can they find your ass? Follow my ass. NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show. NL Feast Pod. Nope, just NL Feast on Twitter. Shoot us an email. NL Feast Pod at gmail.com. We're bound to open that bad boy up. If you send us something in, we will read it. Uh, and when you, fo- when you follow us on Twitter, keep an eye out for the Thursday night tweets or yeah, the Thursday day tweets, I guess. Wednesday night tweets. We're, we're, we're fielding questions around that time for the for the next week's episode. So if you want to be a part of it, I don't think we've ever not answered a question that we've been given. Is that right? We answer all the questions. I think, we have too many. Yeah, I think we've answered all the questions. Maybe we'll push them back a couple weeks. Um, what else? What else? Shoot us an email. Oh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Any five-star review will also be le- read on the show. So if you got a little something, a little joke, uh, tell it on the show. Uh, Brandon, before we get out of here, I want to tell you a joke that I came up with that I think would have killed it. Oh, wow. You haven't done this in a long time. Killed okay, it. it. Killed it. Birds. The, the local Tallahassee stand up place that we used yep. to go to in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the hip hop Joker. And I would I would much like a guy who used to do a Johnny Depp impression on stage. Not trying to talk to anybody. I would turn around and say, want to know how I got these bars? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think of that one? Pretty are good. you doing? Are you? Are you? Did Miranda book you? Uh, no. Are you gonna no. start doing I the told, shows? I told Miranda that joke, and she rolled her eyes. And I told it. <laughs> I've been too proud of this joke. This is a joke that I'm trying out on multiple. It's, you should people. tweet it out. Yeah, maybe that's where it. Maybe that's a tweet. That's where it lives. Yeah, no, I like it. I do tweet. like it. That's a tweet. All right, Brandon. Anything else before we get out of here? An ounce of preparation is worth a pound of cure. Oh. Think of Friday. Oh, pr- think of Friday. I'm in love. The cure. Yeah. A pound, uh, an ounce of, an uh, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, Brandon. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.